You're listening to Nixa Talk, a show aimed at providing building blocks for best practice implementation to executives in the global asset management industry. More content for your on-the-go, easy listening can be found at nixa.org. Hi, I'm Allison Lovett, your host of Nixa Talk, and we're here at the Nixa Strategic Leadership Forum in Florida. I'm here with Jack Tierney, Head of Investment Policy and Governance at Invesco. Jack, you just moderated a panel discussion focused on emerging trends in investment products. Based on your discussion, what are some of the new product trends we're seeing that have traction for the long term? Hi, Ali. Well, thank you very much for having me. And uh, yes, we had a very active d- panel discussion with representatives from two different mutual fund companies and a and a uh, service provider firm that works a lot with the with the industry. And it, it's it's the kind of question that you could spend hours talking about. But I think that the the trends that that people seem to be focusing on is the idea of, of portfolio solutions for clients. And what we mean by that is if you contrast the, the world of today and products versus maybe 30 years ago when you were maybe just buying a fund or a stock or a bond uh, and buying and holding, uh, the, the idea today is you're really trying to solve for something, and that's the client's needs over, over a multi-year period of time, almost like an endowment-style of investing for the individual investor. So that that's going to entail a couple of things. One, in terms of the uh, product mix, excuse me, the asset class mix, uh, a wide variety of equities, wide variety, variety of fixed income, uh, alternative asset classes, real asset classes, and maybe even some diversifying strategies, kind of hedge fund light, if you will. So the idea of, of almost taking an endowment approach to uh, to the individual investor portfolio in terms of a solution, that, that I think has a lot of traction. Now, for a fund company or an investment management firm to compete, you need to have a lot of choices to make that happen. You have to have all the sectors and style boxes and up and down the yield curve and fixed income and real assets as well. Um, so tied into that traction and that trend, um, there are challenges in terms of, of, of uh, alpha versus beta versus fees and things like that. So if you're going to have uh, a, a product that charges what might be considered a standard fee uh, versus index funds, it's going to have to perform. So it, it's really a, an exciting time to be in the business. It's an exciting time to be a financial advisor to, to have all these options uh, to uh, you know, put these portfolio solutions together. So you know, beyond the basic things that you see, like I mentioned before, style boxes and yield curve uh, coverage with with bonds, you also might want to look at some some thematic products that, that cover certain trends. Let's say, uh, like the you know the a- aging population or the millennials, or you might put combo portfolios together too, away from portfolio solutions, multi-asset things. So again, a lot, a lot of information in, in my answer here, but th- these are the things we see that probably have the most traction. Yeah, a lot of uh, innovative trends out there. Thank you. So I know you have particular expertise in the area of unit investment trusts. What are you seeing in terms of strategies around UITs? Well, um, good question. We have seen in the UIT industry over the last several years uh, some some uh, product ch- structure changes to make uh, UITs that much more relevant in uh, today's market. 
uh, and that is lower sales charges, simplified product structure, streamlined features, things that make it a lot easier for the financial advisor to market to their clients and easier for clients to own. Uh, we're also seeing more um, fee-based ticketing going on. In, in the past, the, the, the UIT was sold really uh, by the financial advisor to their client in the traditional brokerage model where there's a, a one-time sales charge uh, and then the, the client owns it from that point forward with no additional uh, uh, account fees, uh, if you will. Now, uh, I mentioned portfolio solutions in the last answer. Uh, many uh, investment advisors are beginning to include more UITs into these portfolio solutions, and they're doing it through the uh, the fee-based QSIP or the fee-based pricing, if you will. So uh, that's the the one way that people are, are buying UITs a little bit differently, and we see that trend continuing. Uh, in terms of new products coming out, I, I'd say if you looked across all of the different UIT sponsors, most of us have the, the basics covered. We've got the style boxes, we've got the sectors, we've got fixed income, uh, we've got multi-asset products. So where you're seeing some new products might be some uh, thematic areas. Uh, one good example, we just launched a digital gaming portfolio. Uh, we see that industry growing, and we thought there would be an audience with financial advisors and their clients for companies that really um, concentrate more on the growth in digital gaming. And of course, there's a whole marketing and investment story to that. So, you know, that's one example of thematic. Um, others, again, might be tied to greater demographic trends. So generally, the, the, the UIT industry has an easy time uh, bringing out new products um, that might be timely and might, you know, we might not bring these out with the idea of having it out forever. It might be there to capture a moment, uh, uh, you know, over a couple of year period of time. So in terms of the product development uh, process, what are some of the hurdles that asset managers do you, you know, what, what hurdles do you think they'll face looking forward? Well, great question. Um, the, 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 the hurdle that is foremost for any investment manager uh, in any product structure or vehicle, if you will, is uh, kind of a, an overarching hurdle is the idea of, of fee pressure, trying to bring something out that's not uh, an index fund that is worth the, the, the standard management fee, if you will, versus just buying an index fund. So trying to make sure that you've got an idea that, that will have traction, that can uh, charge a, a regular fee that, that would compensate the, the financial advisor and his or her firm, um, things like that. So other than that, there, there's challenges within companies for seed capital. Uh, again, I mentioned before, many, many firms have very highly established product lines, and to continue to add to those product lines requires seed capital, which sometimes can be at, at a bit of a premium uh, within the particular firm. So that, you know, I would say those, uh, the, the demographics, I believe, can, can be a hurdle uh, in, in terms of, of, of one generation versus the next, in terms of who might be most appropriate for a particular idea. Uh, will this gain traction now or will it gain traction down the road? Can you afford to 
bring out a product that doesn't reach critical mass while you wait for the uh, kind of the wave to come in your direction. So uh, with every one of these hurdles, there's also opportunities. And these are the choices that investment firms need to make as they look at their product lines going forward, both in terms of the choices of which fund uh, and the vehicles that those strategies will come out as. So um, how do you think product and distribution executives are addressing these challenges? I know you spoke to a few of these points already, but how is a firm like Invesco assessing the opportunities here? Well, Invesco in particular really focuses on the client at all times. Uh, And when we talk about the client, it really can be at three different levels. Obviously, there's going to be an individual investor at the end who buys our UITs or mutual funds or ETFs um, or or SMAs or anything else that, that we offer. Next, we can't get to that investor until we get to the financial advisor. So that's another client level. And then we can't get to the financial advisor if we can't get to the home office. So we have to focus on all three of those. We need to come up with products and ideas that we think will be good investments, but will also be appealing to financial advisors and get through the home office approval process. So that that is a challenge. Uh, and a firm like Invesco, like many other fine fund companies, will be geared up to address those challenges and properly staffed. Um, another way that that certain fund families are are, are growing is through mergers. Um, you know, Invesco is a firm that's grown through several mergers over the last few years. We're we're doing the Oppenheimer fund merger as we speak here in the second quarter of 2019. So to gain scale, which is very important in in, uh, in today's world and, and for growth in particular, uh, a merger might be a very good way for two fund companies uh, to come together. Uh, and you know, lastly, I would just say that there also has to be a high level of participation with your distributors. I mentioned being focused on the clients. You really do have to focus on uh, partnering with your distributors. What's important to them uh, in terms of solutions, marketing, thought leadership, things like that, that can help you be a trusted partner. So if you can address all those challenges, you're probably going to have a, a, a significant uh, place in the industry uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, lots going on in the evolving product landscape for sure. Jack, thanks for joining me and thank you so much for sharing your insights with the Nixa Talk subscribers. You're very welcome. Thank you. You've been listening to Nixa Talk. Nixa is a trade association and support of professionals within the global financial community. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed or follow us on Twitter at Nixon News. For information on how your firm can become a Nixon member, please visit nixa.org and view our membership page. For over 50 years, Nixa has been connecting global asset management participants to discuss and develop industry best practices. Join the conversation today.